0: Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as we continue our coverage of the primaries coming up in June seventh. Uh, we're talking to Joe Mitchell, who's running uh, in the Republican primary for, I believe, it's House Seat eighty seven.
1: Correct, correct, Dave. It's good to be on the show.
0: Well, welcome to the program, Joe. Welcome to the program.
1: Hey, well, it's good to be on here, Dave. Happy to be with Mister Southeast Iowa. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, what's going on here in Southeast Iowa right now is the planting season. And uh, uh, how do you, you know, we got off to a kind of a slow start. And uh, I talked to some farmers a little worried, uh, you know, but it looked like the weather cleared up. Uh, How's the planting going?
1: Well, most of the farmers I've talked to are starting to finish up here, um, which is good. And I know, again, like you said, they got off to a slow start. We're actually back up here at the Capitol this week, and as you know, a lot of the members of our caucus are farmers, and so most of them have, have finished up their planting and then they're, you know, starting to spray the fields as well now, and, um, you know, but I think things are looking up, things are looking positive, um, you know, but, you know, they, they can never predict the weather, but they, um, but they're, you know, always hopeful and praying for, you know, for a good season, and, um, you know, I think we're doing everything we can, we can from the state level, from a state policy perspective, to make sure that we have a, uh, you know, a good climate for agriculture in this state and make sure that, you know, our farmers are taken care of and that, um, you know, that we're making sure that they have as less of a burden as possible financially to make sure that they can continue to grow uh, food for everyone across the world and for livestock. And so, you know, that's where we are. And, and, um, you know, I I think things are going well.
0: Well, we had quite a bit of rain and that was one of the the reasons that pushed the planting season back. But I think we did need that rain, and I, uh, I'm hearing the water tables are pretty good. are Are we out of the drought?
1: Well, that, that's what I'm hearing as well. Uh, you know, I'm hearing similar things, and so you know again, I think that you know this isn't necessarily abnormal what we've seen. Um, you know, I think that we're uh, we're going in a positive you know direction, and again, you can't predict the weather for the next you know four months, but um, you know again, we've done everything that we can for the for the state. Um, perspective to make sure that you know we're at, we're going to have a good uh, good season and a good crop.
0: Well, the the corn is emerging, and uh, what I'm seeing looks looks terrific. It really looks like it's off to a good start. So, uh, you know, th- those are some issues, but we're going to have some uh, fertilizer issues. Uh, I know a lot of potash comes from uh, Russia. Also, there's a lot of it yeah. in Canada. How 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 is the fertilizer situation for your district looking?
1: Well, like Dave, anything else? Um, you know, everything's going up in price, and it's going up in price because of the supply chain issues. And a lot of it is because that not only are we not energy independent, but we're also not independent, um, you know, regarding to a lot of different products, including fertilizer. And so, when you have the, you know, the conflict right now over in um, Ukraine with Russia, and um, you know, essentially, you know, a war happening over there, you know, it's going to make it harder to get stuff shipped over here and to import goods. Um, like fertilizer that we need for our crops. And I know fertilizer, I've heard some estimates that went up by 50%. And so you know, that's um, just not as sustainable. Um, you know, myself, I'm in uh, real estate uh, building homes. And so you know, I know we're working on some of our development, you know, pricing for everything, including HVAC, uh, lumber, um, you know, PVC pipe, everything, copper, everything has one up exponentially in the last year. And uh, that's continued to go over to, to agriculture as well, um, specifically in the, the fertilizers that we need that we help to you know grow and um, you know be able to have a good crop every year. So, you know, a lot of this stuff comes down to federal issues that need to be worked out on the federal level from Congress and, and the executive branch. Um, but also as a state, we can always make sure that we're pushing policy to incentivize companies to be right here in Iowa to make some of these things. The problem is though is that a lot of the raw materials that we need are in a lot of these countries, like they're in Africa, right? They're in Russia, they're in China. And so, you know, when you're dealing with these raw materials that are only found in certain places around the globe, um, you know, that definitely ties our hands on what we can do here, right? I think any way that you can expedite the process to make sure that we can keep production here in the state um, or even here in, uh, you know, at home in Iowa, is the best way to do things. So, you know, we haven't had, a, you know, a real long conversation about, um, you know, long-term and how we think crisis, because I just know that, you know, again, it's a lot, a lot of that's a federal issue. It's been a lot of foreign policy you're dealing with, with as, you know, tariffs to trade and exports and imports. Um, but ultimately, so I think we had to be able to think out of the box and, and think about how we can spur economic development for, companies here um, to be able to make a lot of these products in the states. we're not dependent on these different foreign powers.
0: Yeah, I, I really think we could get back to, to take care of uh, our own needs here and uh, stop depending so much well, on all these other countries to produce everything that we could easily produce here.
1: And, and that's really where, you know, President Trump's message of America first came about, Right. It came about because he said, "Why the hell are we always importing all these raw materials, all these different products from China and Russia and, you know, and these places in Africa that ultimately China owns?" Um, and so ultimately, that's where the America First message came about. Is because President Trump said, "Let's make this stuff here." But, you know why? Why are we not making it here? And so he was able to prove over his, his you know short four years of being president that you know, we can bring manufacturing back. And Obama said that that's a a long-lost cause We're not bringing manufacturing back. And President Trump proved it wrong, proved the analysis wrong, all the financial analysis, and, you know, essentially, you know, brought uh, companies back, brought industries back here to the U.S. And that's something that, at the state level, we can can continue to push to incentivize folks to come back here to live and work and and build their businesses and make their products Um, So we're not as uh, dependent on these foreign powers and these adversaries that we have that essentially control a lot of the raw product
0: that we need. Well, before we go any further, maybe we better tell uh, tell our districts where uh, District 87 is and when the election is and how they can vote, maybe some social media or websites that they can check into your campaign.
1: Yeah, of course. So currently right now, Dave, I represent District 4, which covers all of Henry Park County, uh, the eastern part of Jefferson, the southern part of Washington, the northern part of Lee County. So because of redistricting now, um, what I'm running for is District 7, which covers Mount Pleasant. That's where I live. Um, that's where my business is at as well. Um, so I live in Mount Pleasant and then Fairfield, Libertyville, and then Van Buren County. And so, everyone can go to my website and check me out at www.joeforiowa.com. They can also visit my Facebook page, uh, Joe Mitchell for Iowa House. And so, I encourage everyone to do that, to read up on me, get the, the correct information on the policy views that we have, and what we stand for, what we stand on. Um, and so, you know, again, encourage everyone to do that. But that's what the new district looks like.
0: So, uh, you and Jeff Shipley got put into the same districts. You're both uh, already at the state house. Uh, looks like the district's yep. fairly evenly split, would you say, between uh, the amount of voters that your district covered and the amount of voters that his district covered?
1: Yeah, it's fairly similar. Um, I would say it's probably 40% of my old district, 60% of Jeff's old um, district. And again, it was an unfortunate scenario. Um, you know, me and Jeff have been colleagues for the last four years at Brent's and you know, it's one of those things where I didn't want to move and you don't want to move. And, um, you know, that happens when you're up here, you're in politics, which means that one person can win the race. And so it's, again, it's a, it was an unfortunate, um, uh, situation, but, uh, we've both been campaigning really, really hard. I know. Um, and, and what I say to folks is, you know, 85% of the time we're going to vote on the same issues. And when you're talking about life, the second amendment taxes, I mean, me and Jeff have uh, essentially the same philosophy on those sorts of things. Um, my three things that I would say are, are big differences between us, and I think Jeff would probably agree, is number one, um, on law enforcement issues. You know, he, he was one of the very few people, or maybe the only Republican, not to vote for the Vatican Blue legislation that we passed last year. And essentially what that bill did, Dave, is it gave qualified immunity to police officers and extended qualified immunity to law enforcement officers um, to be able to say, hey, if you're doing your job correctly and you're a good cop, you can't be sued. Um, wrongfully for, for doing your job and doing what you were trained to do and defending yourself. The second thing it did was give um, give a structure to be able to give a pay increase to sheriffs um, in the counties around the state that there was a pay inequity equity between police chiefs and sheriffs in some of these counties. And then the third thing it did was give increased penalties and fines to rioters that were going to loot and riot and destroy public or private property. And I'm proud to say I have the endorsement of all three sheriffs. In each county, uh, Bart Richmond, Dan Petro, and Rich McNamee. And so I'm happy to have all their endorsements and, and have their friendship, and they've all sent out a statement on behalf of me. But then the second thing is, we've talked about before agriculture. I've been named the Friend of Agriculture Farm Bureau. Uh, I've also been endorsed by Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nag. And so agriculture has been um, a big thing for me. Obviously, it's a big thing for Southeast Iowa. I always make, want to make sure that we have the best climate possible to help our farmers out and then the third thing is school funding and so you know honestly that's very local about the schools. Um, you know, I am as well. Uh, but when it comes down to rural public school funding, I'm never gonna vote to defund public schools that are doing their job correctly. And that, you know, it never vote to defund teachers that are doing their job the right way. Not bad not bad actors, but but good folks that are teaching your students, are they're doing the right thing. You know, I'm from Southeast Iowa, Dave Grew Wayland, I grew up in Wayland my whole life, went to Waymo High School, and you know I know the folks there. A do a really good job, and, and down in Van Buren County as well. And so you know our philosophy on how education spending should be uh, spent is definitely a, a difference between us two. Um, but I would say that you know folks in our our uh, you know, side of the state, they they care about law enforcement, farmers, and teachers, um, and they care about making sure their students get a good education. And so that's what we're running on. That's what we're running this campaign on. Uh, we're sticking to the basics. We're sticking to the things that I know. Um, since I've grown up my whole life in Southeast Iowa. And I know, um, you know all kinds of people. And that's, those are the things that I know that they care about. And we're sticking to our message and our record.
0: Well, uh, I was fortunate to attend a, uh, a debate between you and Jeff. And uh, I just wanted to commend you both on the tenor of that debate. It showed how to be disagree without being disagreeable nobody was grandstanding. nobody was running over their time when their time was up you both ended there was a a point where Jeff's microphone didn't work and you shared your microphone with him I mean uh you could tell both of you are fine men and both of you you know passionately represent their uh, uh constituents and uh and you know there's some differences between the two of you and you both were able to express that but it was uh it's just, if the whole country could uh, display the civility and the intelligence and the, uh, you know, the passion that you guys both put out there was uh, was uh, uh, you know was refreshing and almost uh, unheard of in, in today's time. And I think, you know, I, I don't have a, a, I can't vote in it and I really don't have a dog in the hunt. And I just think you're both great guys. And I hope, you know, whenever you'll come on, I, I thought you and Jared Klein and Jeff were maybe, the future of the republican party and uh, it looks like there'll only be one man standing at the end of uh, this unfortunately but uh you know the, the best man will come out of it uh how, how's the door knocking going on what are, you, what are the issues that the voters are, are are talking to you about
1: yeah of course well anyway, i think the door knocking is going really well um again this is something i know me and jeff are both out there knocking doors trying to make our case known to the voters um, but number one, again, we talked about this earlier before, you know, we, we started the recording, you know, people care about their pocketbook. um, uh, they care about making sure that they can provide for their family, um, that they can pay their mortgage, that they can, you know, save up money, send their kid to college, you know, to pay their, their cell phone bills and their car payments. Um, and so, you know, folks are worried about inflation and, and, and let's not, um, you know, well, let's not screw around the issue. Inflation is happening because of all of the money that the Biden administration has printed out of thin air. And so, you know, what do you think is going to happen when you put trillions and trillions of fake dollars into the economy? Eventually, going to come back to bite you. And that's exactly what's happened um, with inflation. And, you know, on the state level, Dave, we have to abide by a constitutional amendment that says we cannot spend more than we make. And it seems pretty common sense. And, you the Congress has been so inept, and they've tried to pass a constitutional amendment saying that they have to have a balanced budget every year, but they can't pass it because they're too afraid because they know that they'll never be able to not spend over their limits. And so you know, that's what we're dealing with right now as a country, and Dave, my generation, my children, and their children will be paying off the national debt for tens of years, maybe even a 100 years to come if we keep spending at this rate, it is completely scary and irresponsible what's been happening. Um, you know, it, somebody made a joke the other day that they're probably going to send out relief checks for the inflation crisis. You know what I mean? Um, and what it surprised me is, it, and, it, and they can blame it on Russia, and they can blame it on Ukraine, but it is it, all ourselves that are put ourselves in this in this boat. Um, you know, I think actually, I mean, President Trump did phenomenal things, um, greatest president in my lifetime by far, and. But one of the mistakes he made was giving people checks for free, for doing nothing. And that was, it was funny, the year before Andrew Yang was, was running and he said, you know, we want to give everyone $1,000 every month. And I was like, that's completely crazy, that's socialism. And as soon as the pandemic hit, that's exactly what we did. Well, and so that's something that, you know, it's hard to reverse that, that thinking, that philosophy, you know what I mean?
0: Well, to be fair, that was Mitt Romney's idea.
1: That's true, you're right. You're right.
0: That was Mitt Romney. It was no there was it yeah. wasn't the Democrats didn't propose that. Mitt Romney proposed that. So yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean it's it's just, you know, we but you know, I mean the think about sending out relief checks for inflation when it was relief checks that caused the inflation is uh I guess insane. I guess would be another way it to is. put it. I it, mean it is insane, right? And uh but I, I mean, I don't know if our grandchildren are going to be paying off any of this stuff because if we can't get our act together in the next three years, we're not going to have a country to, to even
1: live in. I don't think so
0: yeah. just be. A
1: I don't, and, that's why, that's, and that's why, you know, that's why the, the midterms are so vitally important to us and um, making sure that Republicans can win back the House and Senate and Congress, um, because if we don't have checks and balances on this on this president right now, Dave, um, it's going to be a complete catastrophe. And it's been a complete mess already, but it's going to get worse. And people don't understand how worse it's going to get if we don't take back Congress, if we can have hearings, because there needs to be hearings right now on the corrupt things that are happening in the Biden administration and the, the foolish decisions that they're making. And so unless we have a Congress that can actually have here and it also there needs to be hearings on Hillary Clinton, right? We've seen the news lately. Now it comes out, that her campaign orchestrated the whole entire Russian collusion.
0: Yeah. There hasn't been a hearing on it. yeah need to have her 100%. I've known that for five years, so that's not really news to me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, I mean, I don't know. I'm really concerned about, you know, the supply chain problems because it's not that there's, there's a supply chain problem. It's there's no solution to the supply chain problem. I can't believe that if President Trump was still in there, that we'd still have supply chain problems. I mean, I think, yeah, we can have supply chain problems from other countries, but we could, you know, make things here and and uh, unload ships and things like that that we could do. And we could make it so that trucks, that we could make more trucks come in there to, to move freight. We can create, you know, we could surely, surely produce more oil uh, to combat all, you know, the answer to the, to the oil shortage certainly isn't buying oil from Iran and Russia and places like that. Russia's I, I read that they're they're selling fifty percent more oil than they were before the, the, the
1: process. So it's
0: no one's really yeah. stopped buying yeah, from them. Make,
1: yeah, the American people are the ones getting ripped off, Dave. Let's remember that. And you know, it's complete it's it it's it's completely terrifying and it's sad to see what's happening, and we gotta make sure that we have checks and balances.
0: Well, these young moms that are struggling to get baby food in a completely cause by the federal government uh, issue there. I mean, that, that's, they did that completely. And they had yep. no plan at yep. all to uh, to do anything about it until it becomes a <laughs> catastrophe, which it seems like, you know, there's, you always say, you know, we've got to keep our financial house in order, but then they say, oh, well, there was an emergency, you know, well, there's an emergency, you know, every nine days in this country anymore. You know what I mean? That requires us yes, to do something stupid financially you know, and I mean, I, I, I want to, I mean, I, I was in the army. We were, you know, Colin Powell was our commander. We were stationed right on the the West German front. We confronted the Russian troops all the time, you know, and what I've seen happen with our military, you know, if we'd have just stationed, stationed some troops, you know, uh, near the border of the Ukraine, Russia would not never even have went in in the first place, but we just, you know, yeah. and we just tell them, well, if it's a minor incursion, we won't do anything, you know, and what do you think they do? They come right in there and do it, you know, and they kind of created that problem, and I don't mind helping out, but we're literally sending them more of our tax dollars than Russia spends on their military entirely, you know, and we've got, you know, we've got a whole grocery cart full of, of problems here that we just no solutions, no, no nothing, I mean, I'm frustrated. Are the people you're talking to, are they as frustrated uh, with all this, you know?
1: 100%. I mean, again, the American people are fed up with being ripped off. They're fed up with being ripped off. They're fed up with paying higher prices of the grocery store, paying higher prices of the gas tank. And let's not forget that inflation is a tax on you. Inflation inflation is a tax on each and every person across the United States. And who's it hurt the most, Dave? It hurts the poor. poor working class people. If you're if you're wealthy, oh, and, and an extra eight percent at the grocery store that doesn't mean crap to you, you know what I mean. But if you're a poor working class person and this country, just trying p- kind to of make ends meet, you haven't gotten eight percent raise in the past year, but you've had to pay eight percent more at the grocery store and for everything that you pay for, putting your gas, get to and from work, and so that's the you know that's the issue at hand that we're dealing with, and the only people to blame is the Biden administration.
0: I know. Well, we're paying three hundred and fifty dollars a month more per person, just to buy no. the same amount no. of things we were buying before. It's. Uh,
1: I I drive a, I drive a lot, Dave. Especially at this campaign, we're driving a lot. And you know, instead of paying sixty dollars the gas tank to fill up my you know my uh, you know Dodge Ram fifteen hundred, I'm paying one hundred and ten. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I I you know, I'm seeing it myself. You know what I mean? And every single time I see that gas pump go past a hundred, I'm like. It just makes me—it makes me angry, right? It makes me angry. It makes me want to put on one of the stickers on the gas pump that says Joe Biden did
0: it. You know. You but, know um, <laughs> I just—I just was getting gas the other day, and it was almost seventy dollars to fill it up. And I looked over at the—and uh, I was feeling bad for myself. And then I looked over at the the lady pumping gas with tears in her eyes next to me with the little baby in the back seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you yeah. Know, how how yeah. you know. I mean, it costs, you know, we've heard of people driving as much as three hours to get some baby formula. And baby formula is expensive. Holy cow.
1: Well, I'll tell you a story of a baby formula. The other night, um, I was over at my friend's house, and they have a a six-month-old. And and, and her name is Celeste, um, cutest baby in the world, super, super chunky. I call her chunky cheeks. But anyway, so she was over there, and she was crying the whole time. And she normally doesn't cry a lot. And I said, What's going on with Celeste? And they said, Well, because of the baby formula shortage, she, she doesn't get the formula that she was used to. And so now she's having a huge time trying to digest the formula that she's been um, having to drink. And you know, it's, she's had terrible stomach problems. And so she's been staying up all night. So these, these my two friends, they're working class people. They have a six month old staying up all night. They're tired because of who? Because of Joe Biden and the Democrats. And the whole entire debacle with this baby formula, it's like, if we can't give baby formula to parents in the state, I mean, like, this is completely nuts. You know what I mean? It, it's, it, it, and obviously, moms know this. You know, after you go out for breastfeeding for six weeks, you can't go back. So they they are they are forced to give them baby formula, and there's not baby formula on the shelves to give them. And so I kind of um, imagine being a young um, – family right now and having a have an infant it'd be completely scary i would be i'd be so scared and so completely frustrated
0: well we got about three or four minutes left i'm just going to let you just whatever we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about just just take you know up to five minutes and uh, uh just let us hear what, what what's on your mind and what, what's your message
1: yeah well dave again i appreciate you having me on the podcast today and you know i've had the pleasure of serving in leadership the last two years Uh, In the Iowa House, and since I've been there, we've passed the largest tax cut in Iowa history, income tax cut. And starting next year, retirees, folks that pull from your 401k, your pension, uh, cash rent, um, you will no longer have to pay income taxes on uh, your income, uh, on your retirement income. So that was a fantastic bill we were able to pass. Everyone else will be down to a 3.9% tax bracket, which is now going to be lower than many of our neighboring States, South South Dakota is at 0%. I want to get down there at some point, Dave. But that was an amazing bill that we passed. I was glad to have served in the Ways and Means Committee. They'll work on that bill to get that over the finish line. We also passed the biggest property tax relief bill in Iowa history just last year, um, taking the mental health levy off of property taxes, which is a huge win for farmers in our area. Uh, One of the biggest things they've worked on for the last decade, we were able to get it done um, under Uh, The leadership and and the leadership of the governor um, to be able to give much needed relief to our farmers and landowners uh, around and across the state of Iowa. We're going to have the Second Amendment on the ballot this year to put the Second Amendment in the state's constitution uh, to make sure that our rights to uh, keep and bear arms are absolute. And so that will be something people will be able to vote on in 2022 and and, uh, the November election. Uh, We passed constitutional carry. Um, so we've done a lot of things, Dave. Uh, we've done a lot of amazing things. I'm very proud of what we've done in the legislature and um, happy uh, that I've been a part of it. And we're running this campaign on my record and the action we've been able to pass.
0: Well, we've been talking to Joe Mitchell, uh, running the uh, district 87 on the Republican primary. Uh, he's the, the pride of Wayland, Iowa. Uh, we, we did, uh, we do some episodes about cities, you know, and we did Wayland and, They've, people in town mentioned to us how, how proud they were of you and what a good job you were doing. And uh, uh, we'll keep up the good fight. I hope the listeners appreciate their opportunity to uh, hear from the voters uh, or hear from the uh, the candidates. You know, I, I think the voters need to take the time to listen to the candidates and, and find out what's going on. Uh, we wish you really well. One more time, how, how could someone get a sign or support your campaign or follow you on social media?
1: Well, Dave, if somebody wants to call me and get a sign, 319-461-9620, they can go to my email and email us at joeforiowa at gmail.com, or they can go to our website at www.joeforiowa.com.
0: Well, thanks for being on on the program. This has been Round Guy Radio with a look at the uh, primary elections coming up June 7th. Uh, Thanks for listening. This has been Round Guy Radio with news you could use that won't give you the blues. Thanks for listening.